0: Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to this edition of Around the Hearn as we uh, continue to kick off 2021. One piece of sad news. I just found this out. uh, Time of the Sword of the famous Dodgers manager and player. And again, for my money, one of the best characters in baseball history, he has uh, passed away. He was 93 years old. I love Tommy Lasorda. I hope that uh, you did too. I mean, he's about as great for the game of baseball as you can get. I just picture him beating up mascots. This week on the show, we've got David McQuinney, the uh, head coach at Toledo Christian, talking about his program. Kind of the odd things that have happened with everything going on in Lucas County. Toledo Public School System did say that they can resume practices up there starting on the 11th and games on the 16th, and Minster head coach Mike McClurg got to see his team a couple of times and kind of what they've been up to and what he has going on. But first, look at all the things going on in the area, and man, oh man, is there a lot of news this week in Northwest Ohio. Biggest news is in girls basketball last night. Bath beat Ottawa Glendora 53-47. The Wildcats stop a six-game streak to the Titans of losses and stop perhaps the biggest streak, the third longest streak, in Western Buckeye League history of uh, 39 straight wins for OG across their five straight titles. Titans will go back on Monday trying to get back to the drawing board in an early game, the JV at 4.30, the varsity around 6 for uh, the reasons why. Well, the football game is apparently going on, national championship on Monday night. They want to get the uh, game in. It's a rescheduled game against the lot. You can hear it on at radio. Big boys games coming up later tonight. The Wapakadatta at Shawnee. Shawnee just happens to be 10-0. They have George Mangus. He's a beast. The AP's number one team getting a, a challenge in Western Buckeye League play. NWC play features a good matchup between 6-3 Allen East. Heading to Convoy to take on 7-2 Crestview. The 9-1 Collider Wildcats, second in the PCL right now. Right behind uh, Lipsick. They're in action on WZOQ Radio at 4 Jennings. And over on Z3, it is LCC at Spencerville. I know there's a lot of great matchups going on tonight and across the way. I'm excited to go to New Knoxville to see Fort Recovery again and see the barn. I love the barn. We've heard a couple of different coaches talk about it and what it means to them. If you haven't been to a game at the barn, when things are normal, I hope you're able to go, and I hope they're having great success in building the barn, too, as it goes. Saturday games kick off with girls' basketball games. Actually, 11.30 in the morning. You've got Shawnee and Spencerville girls on at Z Sports 3. Grove and Lipsick on a WZOQ Radio. That should be a good one. Grove, kind of on the wrong side of a couple of things, but they feature some terrific shooters and ball handlers. And then uh, KKI has Coldwater Salina girls at one thirty. Originally scheduled to be at Knightstown, Indiana, at the Hoosier Gym, but, you know, you know why. Uh, boys basketball action at night features that same matchup at 7.30 on K94. WZOQ Radio 106.3. The Fox have got Finley and Ottawa glandorf That should be a terrific matchup on Saturday night. Pandora Gaboa goes to Alderville. Uh, it should be a good game. Uh, Keith Dudendorf has a lot of respect. He told me for PG and uh, what Audaville can do. Uh, the big win on Monday night against Elvis Jefferson and uh, trying to do some things here. And then Kaleida at Tenora, I think that's a sneaky good matchup. It's a good matchup for Kaleida to uh, take on that young Tenora Rams team. You can hear that one on the uh, Tenora Rams Facebook Live and on their uh, radio apps as well. You heard Keith Brown talk about it just a couple of weeks ago. You can go back and find that episode, episode 59, as well. I hope that you do. It's just a, a nice look at everything that he's got going on there and everything he's trying to do for the kids. Antwerp. The number one team in Division 4. They're going to host number four, Bakken's, on Monday, January 5th, according to the Crescent News. The nice feature on the local news a couple of nights ago about Bakken's, and if they broke the school record for threes, they were allowed to wear their own shoes. I think it was like a 25-year-old record uh, that they talked about. and <laughs> said, well, we broke the record. We're still not allowed to wear our own shoes. All right. Some good talent in that game in Division 4. One sort of reconfiguration From flying to the hoop being canceled, Shawnee is now going to host Audeville. So two teams in different divisions, but man, that's uh, the capabilities for that one to have a terrific matchup. There's a lot of connections there too, a lot of kids that play AAU together. That's on February the 16th. You can hear that one on WZOQ radio as well as probably everywhere and see it on TV as well. According to Jake Fur, the Mansfield News Journal, this one saddens me. The 2021 wrestling tournament, the state tournament, will not be held at the Schottenstein Center. It stands to reason, but it's still sad, kind of just to see how wrestling is sort of getting the shaft on some things, and Ohio State has tried to distance themselves from the OHSAA the last handful of years, it seems, for whatever reason. Supposed to have basketball tonight between Van Wert and St. Mary's. That got canceled and rescheduled to January the 19th. Some things going on there, I assume. And Fort Loramie will be an independent in football for the first time. They released their schedule yesterday. How about this? You talk about opening with a challenge and a bang. They'll go eight miles down the road to Minster to take on the Wildcats. They'll end the season with Lima Central Catholic on the road at Spartan Stadium. In between, though, it's kind of a mix between the Dayton area and some teams with some open dates. Versailles will be in week two, followed by Covington, Newark Catholic, Dayton-Dunbar, Dayton Jefferson, Columbus Academy, and Thurgood Marshall. And then at week number nine with the Lucas Cubs. Recent state semifinalists and playoff team perennially at the schedule from week one to ten. And that's a good one. I'm glad that they were able to find ten schools with open dates, and I hope they continue to do that or a league will bring them in because there's a wealth of talent there in Fort Lormie Just such a great community to be a part of. Columbus Grove was supposed to be playing this weekend. They had a doubleheader that for a lot of reasons, isn't happening. Their game with Lincoln View now rescheduled to January the 26th. College basketball, for the first time in a long time, the UNOH men kick off their season. They're actually in Fort Wayne right now. As I record this, taking on St. Francis, the women beat Goshen College 65-50 on Wednesday night, led by New Knoxville's Aaron Scott. They host Grace Christian later today. Finley women lost to Ohio Dominican on Wednesday, 94-77, but Paige Bellman was about as efficient as you could be for her 21 points. The Columbus Grove grad saw her teammate, Sydney of Carey. How about this? This is just a ridiculous video game. 30 points, 19 rebounds. Standard College basketball, BG's Josiah Fulcher represent Lima Senior High School, 11 points in a win over Central Michigan. And football news, despite the fact that It's not even football weather outside. According to the Van Wert Independent, Monday night, they will get a new uh, head football coach at Crestview. James Lotzenheiser will uh, take over after a uh, vote. And it's great to see that during the offseason that uh, they're able to get that done and and make sure that it doesn't take all that long with all of the offseason programs that go on. One final thing, kind of a look at the... uh, Polls coming out this week and everybody loses their mind about these polls, but just kind of a where are you at, who knows your name, sort of thing. In men's basketball, Finley received a bunch of votes. They were the 13th best team supposedly in Division One. What's funny about it though is that Centerville, who's actually ranked behind them, got a first place vote. All right, Division Two has Shawnee as a distant number one over Akron, Saint Vincent, Saint Mary. You've got the usual heavy hitters there, Tippecanoe and Akron-Buchtel as well. Division 3, number 3, Ottawa-Glandorf, sporting their 8-1 and one record coming in to the week. D4, pretty much all Northwest Ohio. You've got Antwerp at number 1, a distant number 1, by the way. Collider got three first-place votes, but they're 25 votes overall. The points, the way they do it, behind Antwerp. Botkins is number four. Columbus Grove got a first-place vote. They're number five. Toledo Christian, whose head coach you'll hear from here in just a few, is at number seven. Audeville, number eight. Others getting votes. Lipsick just outside the top ten at 12, along with Minster down there getting some votes. So some coaches getting some love in the polls that you'll hear from here this week on the show. Girls basketball is the one that everybody really lost their mind when the polls came out a couple of days ago. I... D1, pretty much what you would expect. Newark, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, uh, Toledo, Notre Dame, Reynoldsburg, Centerville, teams that are big pieces of that. We don't have a lot of D1 teams in our area. D2 is where it gets interesting. Napoleon is reigning as number one. You've got Bath at number five. They'll likely raise up if anybody has any common sense after beating Ottawa Glendorf and putting up three wins this week during their, uh, what it says, 9-1 campaign to start the uh, year. Ottawa Glendorf was number one in Division 3 They'll likely fall somewhere, I would say, down around fifth. Where the logjam occurs is they've got Cardington Lincoln behind them, and then Berlin Highland got five first-place votes, actually got more first-place votes than did Ottawa Glendorf, but OG got double the amount of points. That's the crazy thing. OG was a unanimous number one, 103 points to Cardington Lincoln, 61, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything right now. Berlin Highland down there. And you've got Columbus Afrocentric got two first-place votes, and they're tied for fourth, despite the fact they haven't played a game. They will get going uh, in a week or two, I believe. Liberty Benton is number six, off to an 8-1 and one start. Division four is going to change next week. Coming into this week, Sugar Grove-Burn Union was ranked number one at 9-0. and They won't be. They lost last night. Fort Loramie seven first-place votes. And just four points behind burn Union. They're uh, 10-0. They won again and will be number one next week, as kind of everyone in the state knows. Minster also very, very good. Will be uh, number two, I would think. They would go up. New Knoxville girls got another uh, set of love in the polls, but they actually lost last night. 2 Fort recovery, 43-38. What that means for them, if they'll stay in the top ten, I don't know. Toledo Christian right there at number ten. We talked to their head coach last week. And, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, rather now, and Marion local and Audeville got some love along with tri village. The uh, teams in the top half of the rankings in the uh, state of Ohio. And again, it doesn't mean anything because well, it's January, but teams would like to be ranked at the end of the year and like to be holding a big gold, gold trophy in Dayton, Columbus, Spencerville, wherever the heck the tournament ends up being. That's what I've got for it. News and notes this week. Stay tuned to terrific guests coming up here in, in just a few of Mike McClure, the head coach. Of the Mr. Wildcats and Dave McKinney at Toledo Christian on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kensel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on American road, Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of
1: us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course.
0: No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years, and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com, call 866-LEE-KINsel. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Toledo Christian girls basketball. Now, shifting gears, talking about boys basketball with Coach David McQuinney. And good year for you guys so far. Kind of an odd year, but it seems like things are headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, it does. It's definitely been an odd year. We've had our first uh, six games on the road, and we're playing on the road again Tuesday. Um, Just got our first home game scheduled for Saturday, so that's encouraging and exciting for our kids and program. And, uh, but so far, so good. We're off to a good start and, uh, getting better each day.
0: The good news of everything you just said is you're playing.
1: 100%. Yeah. I wasn't so sure where we'd be sitting, you know, five or six weeks ago. We weren't even sure we were going to get to play any games. And, you know, fortunately, we've had some flexibility, um, to, to play and practice and, and improve. And we, you know, it's been kind of a mixed blessing. We've been in a lot of pro, really, really high profile programs, gyms, and, and uh, gotten a chance to see some great basketball, meet some great people, and it's been a lot of fun.
0: I talked to Tim a couple weeks ago about everything going on in Toledo. I've got some family up that way, and they tell me about things, kind of how the county is and about how the city is and everything, but what's this like with your program? I mean, obviously it's different than you expected coming into this year, but you've got teams that are, I don't want to say renegade, but with everything going on and with the lawsuits and everything, It just seems like it's a crazy place to be right now.
1: It it is a crazy place to be. You know, we're one of, there's 88 counties, 87 of them don't have this restriction. And now with the lawsuit uh, has been won. So we're free to play in our gym right now. Um, Lucas County may try to re go back at that, but it seems like that's going to be kind of done um, at least hopefully. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting time. You know, it's, for us you know we've we've kind of voiced that we want the school boards to be able to make those decisions and and uh and I'm just glad that we're able to play you know and our the families that have chosen to play are playing and and uh um that we've had a chance to have a great basketball experience it's I I didn't ever expect to be an activist on anything and and you know certainly political along these lines I try to stay out of it but um you know at some point i I felt the need to kind of fight for my family you know I have a son who's a senior and and uh and in the players, I've coached them since elementary school. And I remember literally the kind of meet with them and there's tears in their eyes and, and, and you're just unsure. And, and I want to do everything within my power. And, and we've tried to make the basketball experience as, as great as we can for them. You know, there's a lot of things that are different. Um, and we've been, had to practice in carpet gyms and in barns and all kinds of weird places. Um, but, it, but all in all, I think our kids would still say it's been a very positive experience.
0: I have so many questions just based on those two things. I mean, that has to be, it has to be a little bit challenging, but I don't, I don't want to say rewarding only in the fact of you're able to just figure things out to make them work for your kids of, all right, better this than nothing.
1: Yeah. When, when I first started at Toledo Christian, uh, we had one, the smallest gym in Ohio, literally it held like a couple hundred people. It was, insanely small and we had no resources. So we'd, we'd have to go practice first thing in the morning and we'd pack more people in there than we could. And, and it sort of prepared me for this because, you know, we've been blessed with a really nice gym lately, uh, but I'm used to, I, I went, you know, 10 or 11 years or 12 years or whatever it was with, without that and with having to be incredibly creative and send junior high teams across the city to go to go practice and all kinds of things that we had to do to make things work. You know it's just kind of reverting back to some of those beginning days where the facilities aren't there and and uh but i I will say we feel like it made us tougher you know we our first um the last game our sixth game was an hour away, and that was by far our closest I think everything else was an hour and twenty eight or longer and uh and you know we went three hours away on one of them and it you almost are preparing kids mentally um for some different some different challenges, and and, uh, we're hoping that that makes us tougher throughout the year.
0: Coaches always talk about preparing their kids for the real world, but that's a whole other thing, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, everybody's going through tough things. If you're an educator, there's a lot of things thrown at you. If you're, a, if you know, I'm I'm in business, and we've had incredible challenges um, thrown at us in the last 10 months and,
0: you know, driving
1: a little bit extra or practicing in a carpet church gym. That, that has green lighting in there and, and you know, we're so, super appreciative of every church and everybody who's allowed us to use their place. I don't speak poorly of that but it, but it prepares you for the real world. there's times things are less than ideal and you just have to fight through it and it's it, uh, and, and you know in the end a lot of those challenges we think are going to make us stronger as, as a team as you know even you know, we talk about even the bond we have of traveling you know for every game, we kind of feel like you know we're we're on the road all year and and playing against the the state of Ohio and it's you know kind of fun and it does kind of bind the guys together and and really kind of put them on the same uh, same wavelength.
0: It's like Toledo Christian versus everybody.
1: That, you know, I mean, we've kind of taken that motto, and not that people are against us, but you, but the we're, we're traveling to places. Yeah, circumstances. We you know we certainly weren't planning on playing in Upper Sandusky and. Autoville and Crestview and I mean it's awesome the places we've gotten to go Um, and just good program after good program all six teams we played have had a winning record um, and or have a winning record currently and the team where we play Arlington tomorrow another team who I consider to be a you know a great program of Northwest Ohio another winning record and and it's just a blessing to get to go there and you know we're not angry about clear Christian versus everybody but we kind of have a little bit of that chip of Hey, we we have a little tougher road to go than a lot of these places and we're just glad to be playing and, and our kids, you know, these kids love each other and they love the game of basketball so it makes it really fun.
0: You know what's funny though is down the road at some point whether it's 5, 10, 15 years whatever, those trips and all in the carpet basketball and everything will probably be what the kids will remember and talk about anyways.
1: Yep, you know, there there's no doubt about it and it's it you know, we've we've made some neat friends even you know, some places that we've never played before, where you know, you feel like you 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 meet some new people and and you just don't know. I mean, down the road, life's about relationships and building those relationships, and and you know, it's kind of fun to get to do that even within our own team. The the challenges and and the kids do, you know, going out to a barn that's 74 feet long. It's not tiny, tiny, but not the same length. There, there's just some things that you that you fight through and work through and. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I counted it all as a blessing that we've gotten a chance to play and, and have no negative feelings towards it. And I I just think it's made us better, but on the same respect, it was, it was awesome being back in our gym on Saturday for practice and, and getting a chance to get our guys together there and get, get able to run on a full size gym and have six hoops and, and even to have all of our basketballs and, you know, we do ball handling stuff every day with, where every kid has a basketball and, you know, some of those things that you take for granted, um, we're able to kind of get back to some of our roots and, and rebuild, you know, partway through the year.
0: Well, I can tell you, despite the fact that it's your only loss of the year that Audubon's coach Keith Dutendorf had nothing but really good things to say about you and about your program and about you guys coming down and especially the test that they got from you, the overtime win for them. And just, it was cool for me, even though I wasn't able to be there, to see kind of how that worked out. And like I said, everybody that I know from Audeville, I was just there last night and I'll be there again tonight, have said that game really challenged us. We were really looking forward to it to see where we were and that that's a heck of a program that you guys have up there.
1: That that Audeville game was one of the best games i've ever been associated with both teams shot 50 percent from three both teams were over 55 percent from two and both teams were in the 70s from the foul line with with turnovers i know we were under 10 and i think they were too with an overtime it, it was a high 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 level game um they, they uh josh obviously made a just a crazy shot an awesome shot and i got a chance to coach him this summer great kid great young man good family you know all that and it, and when you get beat by a kid like that, it it makes it sting a little less because I I really like him. So it's that it was I knew it was a great memory. Even when it went in, it's like yeah, I've been through that on the other side of it. It's a great memory, and I'm glad it wasn't a tournament game. Um, but right, you know, just fun, I, fun my people. alma
0: mater actually lost on one of those from seventy five feet.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and you know it, it but that competition level. You know, we found out we can score against a great defensive team and. You know, certainly Crestview and some of the other teams we played have been great defensive teams too. And you know, we were offensively efficient, defensively. And and I, I will say, Josh, you know, Josh just had a phenomenal game and was just lights out. And they had a their point guard went three for three from three, and and uh, and really, I think he had a bunch of points too. And they had a couple of guys just had great games. Um, but you know, we we feel good that we can compete with those top teams. You know, we feel like they're. Right in that mix to go to state, and and we feel like we're right there too with a few other schools, and and uh, you know we just need to continue to get better, and and hopefully when the time comes, you know where our guys step up and, and make some plays.
0: Well, Josh had a pretty good night against Minster the other night. He hit a school record eight three, so he's playing
1: pretty well yeah, right I saw now. I that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was he he was a handful, and there's there's and and it you know and it it's fun. I knew he was good. I mean, it, there's was no secret about it. but Man, he is a he's a lot more fun to coach than he is to coach against. I can tell you that. So <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> um, but no, he yeah, he's he's a he's a very very good player, and and we haven't had very many kids put up thirty plus on us through the years, and and uh, when a kid does it, they've earned it, and he definitely earned earned every one of those, and a lot of them were tough shots, and and he just, I mean, he uses his body well, and is just smart. So had a had a phenomenal night. Well, speaking of phenomenal shooters and kids who had big nights,
0: your last game, if, God forbid, everything were to end today, I think would be a heck of a high for a lot of people. You get that big win against Ayersville. Your son, Cole, and coach's son, Trevor, get their 1,000th point in the same game, not really all that far away from each other. To see 1,000-point score is kind of a big thing. But, I mean, to get two in the same game – as a coach and as a dad had to be an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, it was, you know, Trevor's been with us since, you know, fourth grade and, and I've coached them hundreds and hundreds of games. I think Cole and Trevor, we figured out, I've played about 700 games together and, you know, so they, they just have a, have a bond. And then I've coached them, you know, I don't know, four or 500 of those. And, uh, and, you know, when you, like Trevor's basically family. So, when I saw that we had the opportunity for it to happen together, I was like, "Eh, that's pretty darn cool. Um, They've had, you know, they've been joined at the hip on AAU and, and, you know, school ball and, and just have such a connection. And, you know, Trevor his thousandth and Cole was two away. So they were literally, I think Trevor was at 999, Cole was at 998. And the very next play, Trevor actually had a, what would have been a breakaway layup that we were up by, I don't know, 15 to 19, somewhere in their beginning of the fourth quarter. Trevor had tried to throw behind the back pass to Cole when, when Trevor probably could have just gone and scored it, but, but looking out for them and, and uh, you know, it's just cool to see them really truly want to get it together. And, and uh, they're, they're just great kids. I couldn't be more proud of both of them. And and, uh, it was a special moment, something that's incredibly rare. We had heard, one other time in Ohio history and maybe one other, I've only seen two of them online that ever happened like that in the same game. I'm sure there's been a few more, but it's a, it's a super rare feat and, uh, and especially as close as they are and, and being great friends and we vacation together and all that stuff. It, it's kind of neat to really see them do it together.
0: It's funny you bring that up. I've been looking for that because uh, Tim talked about that a couple weeks ago that it was going to happen. And I remember trying to look that up of if it had ever happened, I couldn't find it. I know Grove last year had two kids get it within about two weeks of each other, but I couldn't remember ever seeing that. So that is, that's amazing. And that, that's so awesome, especially in the the craziness of, of just being able to play this season.
1: Yeah. And, and it, especially with the friendship they have, you know, that, that it makes it special and it, it's one of those – yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just such a cool thing. And for me, you know, we're, we're normally – really until the last basket, there was not a time where we were trying to get one kid. Trevor, we kind of knew or we thought would get a 1,000. Cole needed 20, and he had, he got to 18. And then the last quarter, we were trying to get him his last one, and that last basket became a little more difficult. But um, but rarely in our program do we really ever even try to get a kid a basket. We, it just kind of happens and we play the right way. Um, and, and, but it, but we also kind of knew the, that it would be a pretty cool thing in a memory for them for a long time. So we were hoping he could, could get that in the fourth quarter. It was, it was just fun to see it happen. And especially knowing the hours they put in, um, you know, and seeing, seeing them sacrifice and even, uh, I, 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 and I know with Cole and Trev too, but you know, Christmas day, Cole's in the gym, you know, they, they're there he's going to go find ways to get shots up new year's day he's in the gym it's it's not it's like there's these kids that put in extraordinary sacrifices and and you know in the desire to be great and they you know they certainly have high goals for our league and and tournament play this year but but it's fun to see kids like that that are good kids that that work hard get rewarded
0: doesn't help though too that you know they're coaches kids so they know they have to work hard
1: yeah, they, they, you know, when they were little, there was probably some of that. As they've gotten older, like, I, I don't even have to um, say a word to Cole. You know, like, yesterday, I, I got It's probably because you've said and...
0: enough words over the years that he's just like, look, I get it. Let's <laughs> talk. I'll just go get it done.
1: He, he he just does it. And Trevor does, too. I mean, they're, they're like, they want to get in. You know, we, we went in New Year's Day because we found out New Year's Eve that our gym we could get in we had, we put in this on a voluntary workout thing. I think we had like 12 or 14 kids come in and, and I had to kick them out because I had to get back. I wanted to, to go. It was like, I think we were there two and a half hours and it's like, okay, enough's enough, enough. It's time to go home. But they're, they're kids that just love being in the gym and, and they're workers and, and, you know, and that gets rewarded. You know, they, they work very diligently on their, on their shooting form and, and on their moves and on their reads and all that. And it's, you know, it's, fun to see it kind of come into come in and really get rewarded. Like it has been the
0: only instance that I can find are two young ladies from Richmond Heights last, uh, or in 2019 that got their thousand okay. point in the same game. That's the only one that I've been able to okay. find.
1: Yeah, there, there was one, there was some girls in Arkansas. There was, I think two, two kids from Plymouth high school, um, got it in the same game as well in Ohio um, but, but I haven't seen hardly anything else like that. And, and we, I tried to Google search in a variety of different ways and, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it takes a while. A couple Other people look, yeah, I just, I, I'm sure it's happened occasionally, but it's, it's a pretty darn rare feat.
0: Well, I thank you so much for coming on. I, I enjoyed our chat and I, uh, wish you guys the best luck the rest of the season and getting everything in and making a long run.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. We hope, we hope to do that. And, I know our kids will give their best effort every night, and and that's all you can ask. So we're we're excited about the about what the potential ahead of us, and sure would love to. uh, it, It'd be a great way to cap off, you know, this last year that's been trying, really, for everybody. But it'd be be a lot of fun to win a league championship and and make some noise in the tournament.
0: Well, I hope that the road to seventy five takes you wherever it is that the, at the tournament ends this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that knows where that, that is? Too. I. I, I I hope uh hope it's in I think St. John Arena still from what I hear this year and and uh I don't think they've moved it from there but uh um this year it's not not at the Schottenstein Center so we'll uh we'll see how that goes hopefully we get all the way there and uh and I am optimistic at this point but we'll uh, we'll see how it plays out Best of luck to you and the boys. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Last Toledo Christian Boys basketball coach Dave McQuinney we're back here in just a few with some more have you taken advantage of Canal Pharmacy's store credit? Visit stores.healthmart.com canalpharmacy Canal Pharmacy to purchase online. Canal Pharmacy's new website offers many options including prescription refills, history, account information, and even appointment reminders. Again, visit stores.healthmart.com slash Canal Pharmacy to maximize your pharmaceutical experience today. Back now as we talk about local basketball and about Minster basketball and Mike McClure, the head coach of the six and three at Minster Wildcats, coming off of a win against Delva St. John's fifty-seven thirty-six earlier tonight, and good momentum for you. I mean, you you get back in the swing and you're able to. I guess at this point, anytime you're even able to play a game,
2: absolutely, it feels good to be playing. And you know, we we that, that was the first game that we actually had pushback, Mike.
0: Well, it just feels like the whole season's been pushed back. I think at this point,
2: yeah, it does. There's been, a, I know there's been a lot of lot of teams that you know have had some things, but it seems like around here, especially in the in the MAC, we've we've only dealt with a few, and you know we're thankful for that, and thankful that we're playing. And um, there's a there was a lot of a lot of normal when the kids are out there playing and fighting, scrapping, and clawing.
0: It's just funny to hear you actually be able to use the word normal in a sentence like that.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, with the exception of the masks and, you know, just some of the other things that, you know, we have to do protocol-wise, you know, I think just the, the competition and the, what the kids get out of the competition and being around their buddies, and, you know, that that's all a big part of, you know, just just feeling normal and being normal, you know.
0: <laughs> it still just makes me laugh every time. But off to now a 3-0 start in the MAC. You look, uh, the ha- first handful of games, you guys have – a schedule that fascinates me you get the one home game you beat Spencerville early in the year I got to see you in the opener a game that they gave you a run a little bit early on you were able to sort of weather and then it seemed like you you just kind of wore them down as that game went on
2: yeah actually it's hard hard for me to think back through that game just because we've played so many since then um but yeah they have they have a couple nice players that you know Mike they were down a, a kid or two hour six. That. Yeah, and um, you know I I you know I think they're they're a different team, um, but yeah, I thought we played well in our opener for sure.
0: And that was it's such an odd thing because you know with everything going on, they're down a couple for injuries. They're missing their big guy with an injury. They're obviously out with kids with the contact tracing and with all of that. But they're uh, a much different team, like you said. And you go in and all of a sudden it's all right. We're not going to be home for a while, just the way your schedule opens up
2: yeah yeah um you know we we have a lot of home games to start here, and then you know our our whole month of February I think is on the road <laughs> it feels like I think we're doing senior night really early um later in the year, but you know we're we're prepared for that, and you know i you know the the on the road and you know we we gotta we gotta play you know the the whole thing is is not going when you're not going an hour away, you know the trip to is long for us. <laughs>
0: And he didn't and, even uh, get wings or anything on the way back out, well,
2: yeah, yeah, no, we didn't uh, we, we, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know playing on the road is 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 fine, but um, you know I think we you know we're it's just the way the schedule worked out this year.
0: I think you ought to fire the scheduling guy because I mean your last three games in a span of seven days, you go to Fort Recovery St. Mary's and Coldwater. not exactly easy places to pick up wins
2: no no all three of those um you know we have kind of talked about it the, all three of those on the road it's going to be pretty hard um you know the max got that's a thing we played at cool water last year and uh it seems like there's there's certain years where you know, maybe it's contracts up or something like that where the you know they do two um you know they do two in a row so um we've been at cool water two years in a row but yeah that's a the answer to your question i mean that's a that's a tough ending. Um, you know, we, I, schedule wise, we got a lot of tough ones here. Um, you know, we got, we got nine games in and, um, you know, we got obviously 12 to go. So you know, we need to, there's a lot we gotta, we gotta do, but, I, you know, there's a, there's a lot of tough games in that, in that, in that 12 stretch.
0: What have you learned about your team so far through your first almost 10 games now? Well, it's interesting
2: because, uh, our leading scorer um, Falk didn't play for the first three games. And then, um, you know, we played together and I'm remembering which um, game that was for a game. And then we lost our point guard um, for a game. And so, you know, it was, it was difficult and none of it was due to COVID. It was, it was just injury type stuff. And so, um, you know, we're we're starting to when we get everybody together. And now one of our um, other starters, uh, Ketner, um, got hurt last week, so he didn't play against the Ottoville, and he barely played tonight, uh, just just because his ankle was tore up. So, you know, we're we're learning more and more about our team. I think I think we have a lot we can do to get better defensively, um, offensively. I you know I like where we're at. I like our counters. Um, we're starting to shoot it better and um you know i i think you know the, these kids and i told somebody else this earlier in the year the kids that we have playing we play well together uh not a lot of them are worried about who puts 20 up or who doesn't they're just worried about you know competing and winning games and you know we're starting to learn more and more about ourselves like that so um we're 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 figuring out as time goes it, you know the game at Audeville last saturday was a you know, a, a, a good, really good test for us. I thought we competed pretty well, but just a lot of things we could have done there at the ending to kind of close that too. I mean, we make a couple free throws and, you know, Brian makes that last layup. There's, there's, you know, there's things, things that I know we can get better at and sure up as, as time goes on and more of those bigger games that we play. And we have a lot of those big games coming up, you know, we just do.
0: And that game is so crazy too, because, to go. It's tied at 52 after Brady hits that big three. He gets the free throws a couple minutes later. You're tied at 56. It goes back and forth, and even with 12 seconds to go, Justin Nixon gets that big layup. You're down by just two. But I was really impressed throughout the course of that game, especially the first half with how Brian Falk played. He has 15 at the break, ends up with 18, and Keith Utner told me, you know, I saw him in the summer, and I kept challenging him to have that kind of game. And I just hate that, of course, it had to be his coming out party like that against us.
2: <laughs> well, Brian, since his first game, he's been in doubles for us. And, you know, he's shot it really well. Um, he's really athletic. He's playing with a determined, um, you know, just a determined mindset. And he can tell he's just really locked in on the season and, um, maxing, you know, maxing himself out. So that was probably his fifth or sixth game in doubles. I mean, he'd been around that fifteen point range, but I, I honestly, I'm I'm more I'm probably happiest with how he's guarding. And he was on Turban the whole night, and I know Turban put up thirty three,
0: <laughs> and uh, he also I'll hit you, eight
2: threes. But, uh, the eight threes, six of them were were heavily challenged. And, uh, you know, I thought Brian did a, a nice job on him, and he did a nice job tonight for us on Caney, too. So, um, Brian's been playing well, but he's, he's been playing really well defensively.
0: Are there times as a coach, though, when things like that are going on? You're talking about Josh Turbin, who's headed to Finley, and he hits a school record eight threes in that game at six, and like you said, heavily guarded. Four of those, I think he had at least two guys who were standing either on his toes or on his back there times as a coach where you just kind of laugh of, we kind of did everything that we could schematically. We played him every which way we can. He's just hitting tough shots.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about running, you know, and we talked about running guys at him. But when you have a good player like that, that understands the game and he's been around the game long enough and he starts seeing doubles, and they have enough talent where they're just going to pick you apart in other spots. And, you know, I thought we, you know, our, our mindset was we were going to let him shoot, not let him, but challenge him and make him shoot 25 footers with a hand in his face. And, you know what, he hit him. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's Steph Curry kind of stuff, like, that he was he was doing. I mean, it's a flick of the wrist. There's not much, you know, there, it doesn't take him much time. He creates space. Um, so there is, there is only so much you can do coaching wise. Um, what you have to do is try to make sure you, you hold the rest of the guys and do your job every which way. And, you know, I thought there were a lot of things offensively we didn't do very well on Saturday.
0: Well, that first one that he hit was from standing on your bus, I think is where he threw that up from behind the volleyball line. Yeah, it was.
2: It was. Then he came back with a little shimmy shake in the lane, turn, spin, spin move, and you know we got him to shoot a 15 footer. And you know it's it's just he's good. He he can score at all levels.
0: Regardless of how those kind of games turn out, I, I have to think for you and and for the kids that those are fun games to be a part of because I mean nobody wants to, you know, you want to win every night obviously, but nobody wants to win in blowout fashion and not challenge yourself.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean I I do I. I think playing those kind of games. I was mentioned we have a lot of those games, but Ottawa is a good team. They're probably, you know, a top ten team in the state. I think, and they, uh, you know, putting yourselves in that situation, I think, pre- prepares you for uh, all the big games and especially the, you know, the tournament.
0: You've got a big weekend coming up. We talked about At Parkway on Friday, home for Fort Loramie and Cory Britton on Saturday. Uh, what kind of unique challenges do those two teams? Present to this team as you grow throughout the season.
2: Yeah, I think I think the thing with Parkway, they, uh, you know, they have two really good players, and uh, I think the other three guys that start for them are starting to come into their own as well. But uh, Hughes is really good. He's a tough matchup. He plays hard. He's a coach's kid, so he knows how to score at different different levels. He's a, he's a good rebounder. He's a good passer. He does everything really well. Um, and then, you know, you got Slusher, who's a really, really good shooter. Um, and so I think that's the that's the thing for us is, you know, with Parkway is really kind of putting a – try to put as much of a hold on those two as we can. Um, <laughs> we didn't do a very good job of it in the districts last year. Slusher had about six or seven threes against us. So, um, you know, so as far as Larmy, um, you know, I really, to, to be honest, haven't looked – out of much i know i mean i've been watching their scores um but one of our assistants is handled the scout on that I, I i think they're solid they have a, a point guard that's played for three years i know the meyer kid's really good um there's a mauer that's a sophomore that's extremely good too so I, mean, I think they have a lot of pieces um they they run i mean a lot of their scores are in you know in the 30s and 40s um they're going to space you out they're going to use a lot of clock, and they're going to defend really, really well. Um, so, you know, that's all stuff that we'll start talking about on, you know, Saturday morning, but right now our focus is on Friday night.
0: I'm always curious because I asked Nick Fisher this, and he said not him because he just had his knees replaced. He said he's not getting up and down the floor like he used to, but if you take all the coaches in the MAC, I, I mean, you, get, you guys are just going to sit and you're going to play five on five. I mean, how are you going to fare? Are you Going to spot up and hit a couple shots?
2: I honestly, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'd be the best player.
0: Well, there you go. See, finally, that's what I've been looking for. I stole that question. I
2: heard Rosie could play.
0: I just want to, so, I just want to see which coach will come out and I, just start draining. I could see Rosie. I, 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 I think I would pick Fish
2: up on my team, though. I think he'd be a good, uh, seems like he would go get rebounds and.
0: Um, I think just by staring could, at you, if anything it. else. I could
2: shoot it. I could shoot it and Fish could go rebound it.
0: Well, he says um, he, as long as he doesn't have to go far.
2: I tell you what, Elwer, Elwer would probably be pretty good. He'd probably be pretty good. I'm trying to think of all the coaches. I know Swank could play back in the day. I don't know about Hughes.
0: Oh, um, I bet but, he could rebound too. You put him and uh, he's long. Him yeah, and he's Fish long. down there. Just let them battle all night long. <laughs> yeah. Right. Somehow, when the world gets back to normal, I'm figuring out a way to put this together for charity.
2: (laughs) Let's uh, let's do a shooting contest. Let's not play. We don't need any more knees
0: replaced. Fish said the same thing. He's like free throws. (laughs) We go. We got this. Don't make me run. I'm on back
2: surgery. I just had back surgery number two this summer. I don't. I don't need. I don't play anymore.
0: Well, fine. You can all select an assistant as a delegate. Whatever.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I could do that for sure. Coach has always got
0: to find a way out of things. That's That's right. Well, I know we have you guys a handful of times uh, this season. I look forward to it. I always enjoy watching your teams play. I know that they're going to play hard, and I wish you the best of luck this season and hopefully getting back uh, deep into the tournament wherever and whatever that means.
2: Absolutely, Mike. Well, we appreciate your coverage and love love anybody that wants to talk hoops.
0: Talking to uh, Minster Basketball coach Mike McClure, back with more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep-fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Welcome back here to Around the Heard. Big thanks to Dave McQuinney and to Mike McClurg for stopping by the show, talking about their programs, who are both in action tonight. And I hope that they are able to pull off some wins. Good guys. Terrific uh, listens as well, I think. I might be kind of biased, but what do I know? That's all I've got for the show this week. I've got uh, big plans for the show next week, a uh, young man that's is going to break kind of the Northwest Ohio thing a little bit. He's got some ties here, but uh, I hope that I'm able to finally get this interview done. And he's a social media star. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. We'll see how it goes. Don't want to say it because uh, we've had some problems kind of trying to hook up, but if you know someone you'd like to hear on the show, you'd like to be on the show, you can hit me up on, on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBB, as well as you can find around the Hearn on Instagram at around the Hearn and uh, see who, has been on the show, who's going to be on the show, and kind of some things from my world about how this game uh, or how this show gets put together. That's all I've got. Uh, Again, thank you so much for stopping by and tuning in and supporting the show now in year number two. Hope to have big, big things continue to come in the future. If you uh, get a chance, please, please, please support high school sports and the athletes and the personalities and everything that happens. But be smart. And stay safe. Have a great evening. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to
1: follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.